I can't even begin to tell you the amount of times I saw this stupid trailer before movies I watched as a child, <laughs> but I never saw this movie. I watched this a handful of times as a kid. Guys, we're not sticking to the the uh, strategy yeah, of how script. the episode works. <laughs> oh, God. We are all over the place. It's been so long. It's, it's obvious been so long. we haven't upsetting. been doing it's this been for so months. Long. It's so upsetting. <laughs> I really did want to do a uh, cold open for this episode in the guise of the dude's voice in this movie. And Joe pokes his head out and says, hey guys, do you want to do a podcast? Dan, rubbing the sleep from his eyes, says, what's a podcast? And Andrew says, you know, that thing we did six months ago? No, no, I would be the bear and I'd be like tearing down doors and shit trying to find the podcast and I can't find you guys. It's been so long. I'm so hungry. I just want to record. (laughs) And I'm the dumb fox jumping all over the place going, what are my passwords again? What are, what am I, where? Uh. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And we're the Rewinders, rewinding movies to see if they still hold up. I think that's what the script was. I was just going to ask, do you actually have the script? I couldn't find it. It's somewhere around here with me. We're winging it today. The most anticipated episode of a podcast to be talking about the movie Milo and Otis. Yeah, uh, one thing I noticed when doing some uh, looking into this movie online due to feelings I felt during the movie, which were mostly, uh, we'll get into that later. One thing I noticed was either people really love this movie as a child, or people really remember seeing previews for this movie as a child. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't a lot of disdain for the movie, although there was a couple of people being like, did I just really watch a live birth in a movie? Yeah, that was uh, was unexpected. (laughs) love to be the parents of those kids 50 minutes into an a little over an hour film and now we have to explain childbirth at least it wasn't like intense all of them coming out it's just what rapid fire like a machine gun it's just baby splatting against you, the you wall can't... <laughs> <laughs> you can't at least say that they didn't honor the uh, magic of movies in this like have the dog give birth to an actual fluffy puppy that was that was not fluffy yeah. It was like five minutes later. <laughs> we can get into what I hate about this movie real. I can get into this real fast. Time does not exist in this movie. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I guess the real question is, is did any of you watch this as a child? Oh, yeah. Three times, at least. Anyone else? Neg- negative. Negative. Fun story I found out about this morning, or yesterday afternoon, or something like that. Uh, Apparently my grandma had gifted us a copy of this movie, and my mother had no interest in watching it, so she put it in the garbage can. (laughs) That's where it belongs, that's great. You could have seen this as a kid. I could have seen this as a child, but my mother saved me from such a fate. It wouldn't have been bad. Sometimes parents really kick ass. Absolutely. Yeah, she saved herself, that's for sure. (laughs) I, I just assumed, based off of the, the trailer that was present in almost every child movie I watched growing up, for some reason, it was always Stupid Milo and Otis beforehand. I assumed it was going to be more like... Like Homeward Bound? Mm-hmm. Yes. I yeah. Assumed it, I, I assumed it would be a very <laughs> linear story with talking cat and dog. 
and then they meet other talking animals and then they find their way home or some shit. I was not prepared for this movie. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. And I thought, okay, was it Dudley Moore did the narration? Sure did. Yeah. Yeah. So like right away, I'm like, I know that voice. Oh man, I, I love Arthur and I love everything else. And, and it, it didn't, uh, didn't do much to quell the pain. I, I can't wait to get into this. <laughs> and normally I kind of have stories to go along with my memories. This is the one children's movie that I watched at just the right time to catch my imagination of a kid that loves animals. But then I never watched it again. There were too much RoboCop that I had to watch or Terminator and whatever else I was watching after. You know, actually good films. Oh, what a shame. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, never returned to it till uh, actually today. And woof, as Otis would say. Did he he ever just say like a a solid woof or was it always like a woof? I feel like it was that. There's never just like a wolf. All right. I think Dudley said that a few times. I don't know. I don't know if pugs are capable of making a wolf sound. That's a good point. But then again, also, I'm remembering what I want to remember. I I just watched this movie twice in a 24-hour span. (laughs) Why did you watch it twice? I fell asleep halfway through the first time. Oh, God. And then I woke up at like three in the morning. I'm like, ah, shit. So I hit restart. <laughs> it's so easy to fall asleep during this movie because there's the continuity is so light. It is. And honestly, the, the <laughs> music is is spot on. Are we going into things we like? No, not yet. Okay. Do you know how difficult it was trying to cue back up where I left off passing out falling asleep <laughs> when this movie has such a scatterbrained all over the plot smattering of nonsense? I I had to actually search and it, it it took me out of it. I had to look at the chapters and be like, that looks like a picture I saw, I guess. Is this right? Nope, this isn't right. Wait, I saw this already. I saw this. Chapters? Did you... Did you... Do you have a DVD? Wait, yeah, were you were you watching it on a DVD or something? No, I rented it via Voodoo. So when I popped it back oh. up, Voodoo has chapters. Oh. And thank, thankfully they do, because they only have a three times record speed, or uh, fast forward speed. So I was fast forwarding through and everything looked familiar. And then I just got to the point where I was like, okay, I'll search chapters. Okay. We have pictures of cats and dogs. There's a duck. I think I saw a duck where I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. All right. Let's, let's go into what we like about the movie. (laughs) The opening theme is an earworm, which can also be a bad thing. So I don't know if I should say this now, but it's too late. It's funny you say that specifically, because I'd say in the beginning of the movie, I liked it, and I was excited, and I was like, this is a great jingle. And then at the end of the movie, I hated it, and I was like, this is stupid, and everything about it sucks. <laughs> it is. Yeah. That That is, I think, similar experience. That's very funny. The best way I can describe it is, like, the beginning of the movie, it sets the stage perfectly for what to expect, at least what you expect you're expecting. So you get excited based off the song. And then by the end of the movie, all it does is serve as a hollow rem- memory of everything you just experienced and went through. So, it's... Or maybe you just stopped paying attention so much that you're like, oh shit, am I watching this movie again? Stop, stop, stop. Uh, yeah, may- yeah, maybe. Maybe it's a trauma response where, where you feel like the movie's restarting. No, 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 no. Get angry. <laughs> it's the same song at the beginning, at the end it's credits. Not, not quite. They change. It's the same tune, but the lyrics are different. It's in the. It's in past tense. Oh, we went. We went outside, and yeah, like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't even notice that because I was just 
so tired. Like, just no. drained. <laughs> I guess I like the cute kittens. All of the and animals. The cute, actual, like, fuzzy baby animals. That was a joy to see. All of the, uh, like, the river was lovely to see. All the nature spots that they had. I thought they filmed this in South... South, southern United States, given the uh, banjo plucking and stuff. Yeah. Apparently that wasn't native. Apparently this is from Japan. It's it's a recut of a, a Japanese film. Yeah. Crazy, yeah, so huh? That was probably the biggest surprise going into this. I had no idea for the last 34 years on this earth that it was a Japan filmed movie. Like, I, I had no clue that that was the centralized location for this. They did a good job making yes. it yes. generic Kudos to looking. them for making a super generic movie that could fit in with anybody watching it around the globe. Yeah. I will give it mad props for that. That's a huge win. Well, unless you're in the middle uh, of a desert, you, yeah, it wouldn't true. look like. Man, imagine Milo and Otis, but with sand cats. Oh, man. I don't know what you mean by sand cats. Oh, hang on, hang on. Bears. Hang on. Sand bears and sand gulls. <laughs> oh no, not the sand gulls! The oh, they're going to be even eggs. more vicious than the sea version. Here, here, I'll put, <laughs> yeah. I'll put a, I'll put a uh, picture in the Discord. Sand cat. That's that's just a cat in sand <laughs> <laughs> with a tiny face. They're like smaller than a coffee mug. Oh, yeah. I I didn't get the scale from no, the picture you, you because can't. it just looks like it's standing next to boulders, but those must be small rocks. It's because they're not bananas. Yeah, there's no banana. If there were bananas, we could tell how they're, big they're They're the cat most, they're like, kill rate when they go hunting is the highest of any cat, any wild cat. Ah, oh, hell yeah, keep them in the sand then. We already have enough uh, murder from domestic cats. Body Head-to-body length ranges from 39 to 52 centimeters with a... Joe, what does that mean in real life? <laughs> uh, centimeters are smaller ah, than Ah, 2.52, I thought you would have known this by now. Yeah, yeah, expat. Get your get your <laughs> your measurement numbers right. Oh, let's not jump out of the things. We have Sorry. to. He's been gone for so long. Yes. But yeah. I mean, I'm not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, my good stuff I have to say about this very, movie yeah, is very, very generic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Look at the kitties. Look at the piggies. Oh god, those pigs were so cute. I don't know about uh cat teeth on piggy teeth, but uh Apparently the movie thought that was okay. I have six pages of notes. Now, granted, this was written in <laughs> in like the Samsung Note app, so that's not a lot, but that's more than a lot of the vi- movies we've watched. I've ta- I took so many notes, but that's just so I could keep on paying attention to the right? movie. If I had a notebook in my hand <laughs> and a pen, I could just write down what was happening in the movie and maybe some random thoughts like, how long has this movie been going on for? Oh, 15 minutes. Amazing. I can say, though, I mean, it definitely has cute parts in the movie. Even watching as an adult, it can be cute. And then and then you remember just how awful this film is after... Well, this is the good section. And I know that I know people who have seen this movie because I've heard them say Bound and Leap before. So apparently it's quotable to a certain amount of people out there. I'm... I guess thankful for this movie because the name. The name was part of a Space Ghost Coast to Coast musical barbecue CD I had where Space Ghost <laughs> told a joke about a boy named, or a pair of twins named Milo and Otis. And it was a joke about how every day their mother asked them to change their underwear. So Milo would change underwear with Otis and Otis would change underwear with Milo. <laughs> and that was my exposure to Milo and Otis growing up. And that's where, that's where it ends. So thank you for the title. 
I just still can't believe I thought this was going to be like Homeward Bound. I'm I'm still shell-shocked by that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. On the surface, if you look at it, animals get transported off to a faraway place, and they try to get home. Mm-hmm. Upper levels, it's the same movie. Yeah. Upper levels, sure. It's not the same movie. I think for me, based off of every trailer that I saw, and based off of what I witnessed just now... <laughs> I think the big disconnect was I was expecting Homeward Bound without voices. So I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting narration or anything crazy. I thought it was just going to be like the same thing, but just the dog and the cat weren't talking. So I was like, oh, cool. So it's like a test bed. Like, this is where they got the idea from. So this is going to be watching them have fun, but they're not going to be talking about it. And then I hop in and Dudley Moore is pulling off all these crazy voices. (laughs) Not what I expected. (laughs) It sure made for a... uh short credit scene at the end of the movie i think it was like two minutes yeah sure did you might want to check out the bear the bear that is a movie about a bear cub and there's no voices there's no narration but they complete a full story arc about a bear cub out in the world is that the same as like benji i don't know if benji actually talks it's been so long since i've seen those movies we got that Funky little pup running around doing things. I swear it doesn't talk. It just runs around a lot. Uh, Benji did not talk, but there were plenty of people in those films that did. Okay. Okay. I don't remember any I'm of the people. I'm not sure if there's any people in I the just bear. remember the dog. It doesn't look bad. I'll have to give it a shot. doesn't look bad. Man, my morbid curiosity. Do I hit Do I hit play? What year was that? 80, 88. There we go. It came out my birth year, so I have to watch it on obligation. Maybe we'll... We'll do that one, because, you know, we're going to rack in yeah. the listeners with Milo and Otis and the bear. Can we get a couple of good movies in? It's been it's been a while. Toss Benji in the mix, and we'll be rolling in gold. <laughs> Please let us recover from this first. I, I would hope that you'd enjoy the bear, Dan, or Benji. I feel like they're right up your alley. I think Benji, I've done, I've, I've seen the bear does not sound familiar. I, if, if Benji's the movie I'm thinking it is, that was rough. No pun intended. It was, um... <laughs> I think last year, the year before, it was on, like, Roku or something free streaming, and I just played it to annoy Nicole, because I know we had a movie that we planned on watching, and every time I'd fire that up and she'd get pissed off, it was like an inside joke for a while. Ah, the old Paul Rudd, Mac and Me yes, style yes, yes. joke. <laughs> so every time, every time she'd come back with, like, popcorn or something, I'd, I'd hit play, and Benji fires up, and it was awful. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Anyways. Let's move to the things that we don't consider good points. How about that? Oh, I can't get I can't get a knuckle crack in here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> what have you guys mentioned time earlier? Holy shit, the time changes. It's like, it's like, oh, we're almost home. The, the, the farm's just down the road. Oh, let's stop and have babies. Let's, let's talk about they left the farm as children and they returned as adults. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, almost an entire year later. It was very funny. Uh, they start the movie off and they go through ev- every single part of their lives. And then... Mm-hmm. The movie's just like, well, I'm bored with this. Let's just uh, cut through, cut, <laughs> cut off eight months of life. Oh no, we've produced ourselves into a corner, and now we have to cut time. Yup. Oops. That's that's totally that's totally the production fault because they filmed for four years, I guess, and then edited everything together. Yeah. It's like, how do you not have winter in the movie? But it just it just came. Otis gets jealous because all of a sudden Milo has cat lady friend. So he gets all pissy and runs off into the field. Runs off into the fields because he did, that's like being the third wheel. Yeah, and then it's snowing all of a sudden. Like, what the hell? Yeah, they they're, yeah. they knew to follow the river back north, but they didn't know how long it would take to go upriver when they're too busy doing kitty canoodling. 
And I, I guess to compound off of the, the annoyance of, of the time split, the, the ultimate question is why? Why are they going back home? They, they've kind of created a home along the way. They have kids. They have wife pets now. Like, why? Why are they even uh, free going food. back home? I, I guess free food, sure, but... Social obligations to the cows. True, true, but... <laughs> Don't know how they got the fish there. I think they just found somebody's abandoned shack. I think the cats might have been eating the humans that lived in the shack. That's the only thing that makes sense, because that's why they gave the fish away. Like, ah, you can have a fish. Screw that. We're, we're full. We're fed. <laughs> yeah, we got some soft cheeks to gnaw on in here. That's fine. Just had a helping of eyes for breakfast. Just stay out there. <laughs> Don't come in. Do not look at our feast. All the cats understand what the dogs feel about humans, so they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, here's some fish. Stay outside. You don't need to come in here. It's fine. They put the uh, the human into their fanciest clothes so they could have a fancy feast. Oh, oh God damn it, Ken. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's that been time worked. That's <laughs> that's That's deserved. Yep, we, we deserve that one. So does anyone know what version I watched, they watched? Yes. I was confused because I saw online that there was stuff cut from the American version. Yet the version I watched on Voodoo had all the stuff that they said they cut, like a cat falling off a cliff and like all this yeah. other stuff. Falling, being yeeted, who knows what actually happened. Yeah, because yeah. what it was was not animal abuse. Oh no, not at all. The The falling off the cliff was one scene. Another scene, apparently they snapped a cat's paw. And then made it go back on screen to look like it was limping. Well, if we want to get into that, that particular part, uh, the director claims up and down that what they actually did to make the cat limp like that was to uh, inject its paw with a mild sedative. Yeah, that's that's much better. Yeah, totally, totally better. I mean, it's it's way better than breaking a paw and bear all the bear booping they had to in, to endure. The bear killed that dog. That's the that's a rumor that you can't get substantiated. There are a ton of people online. Like there are the uh, news sources that love to just uh, grab and uh, run with the uh, with the narrative. You, you yeah, watched that scene, Ken. Paw. That they, uh, dog was drowned off a hundred foot cliff. They uh, they had a dog fight a bear in the water and then also get booped on the sideline and hip dysplasia for that dog. And and then there was the. Uh, Falling off the rapids, the kitten in the bucket, which apparently was still, you know, a live kitten in the bucket going over the rapids. Apparently, a couple of the cats drowned. A lot of people saying that sort of thing. And and they point at the fact that the uh, end of the movie, where it normally says no animals were harmed in the making of this film, they didn't use that word. They said the animals used were filmed under strict supervision with the utmost care for their safety and well-being. Hmm. So they didn't actually say no animals were harmed. They used this loosey-goosey verbiage. And you can point at all the things that happened on uh, on screen. Be like, no animals were harmed. That cat clearly got bit by a, by a crab. Crab and a crawfish. And and those seagulls were definitely pecking that, that, that cat. You, you can't fake that crab, that's for sure. <laughs> and that cat on the, uh, on the stick while the bear's trying to get out to it. I, I know it's not physical harm, but that is definitely emotional distress. You can't say that wasn't harmed. Yeah, uh, apparently there's a lot of apologists for this movie, and they say that uh, a lot of the deaths were not actually deaths. No animals died, and the uh, paw with the sedative. I, I choose to believe the sedative, which is, in my opinion, way better. It, that's that's 
still not necessarily good. And I understand that they had a movie to make. They had a narrative to <laughs> stick to. Apparently the filmmaker I read is a zoologist. Ah, uh, I don't know. I didn't really dig into that. But the cats and dogs used in the film, he bred personally, apparently. Oh, really? So I guess that also goes into why it took four years. Because he took four years of puppies and kittens to finish the film. It's obviously a cat falling from a cliff that is not a fake cat it's not cg it's not a stuffed animal Uh uh-huh that's a real cat getting attacked by seagulls that's a real cat where a bear has got its paw at one point in its mouth it's a real a real dog a real bear and none of us know how much that bear and i'm gonna put this in air quotes that you can't see is trained a part of me can totally buy that none of these... Uh, obviously, the kittens and puppies are not trained. Correct. And the animals like the bears... Appeared trained. And to me, that's like, I can understand it being to a point. I mean, that bear wasn't clawing the dog, but everything is about what we can see through the film. And you can either choose to say that uh, they knew what they were doing and they handled it properly. Everything was trained and supervised. We don't know. We At this point, we don't know anymore. And we'll never know. And it's not documented because Japan doesn't follow the ASPCA rules that the United States filmmaking does. When I was uh, looking up facts for this, I had seen one comment of somebody saying, yeah, they say that no animals were harmed in the making of this film from a com- country that has legal dog fighting and i guess technically yes they do it's kind of an underground thing but uh yeah to what to how far does it take to get it's not it's not a far jump right japan really loves animals they do and i'll say almost to a detriment how much they love animals because should otters be living in someone's home no no but there are definitely a lot of otters out there on YouTube living in Japanese homes. I think the biggest detriment to this movie is the only people that can watch this movie and be entertained are children. Yes, for sure. No adult can really sit through this movie and be fully entertained. You may have moments, but I think the TV show Too Cute takes it to the extreme limit of how adults can handle telling a story through animals. Like 10 minutes max. They cut it up and it's like a 10 minute story. That's it. Sure. I'm not going to lie. The first, I have no idea how many minutes of this movie were, I mean, they were a little bit boring. They're cute, but at least it was a semi-entertaining storytelling of a brand new pug and a cat being given a job to watch an egg. Uh, they fail at it because they're they're kids, and then the chickens hatched, and then the dog's got to figure out how to get the chicken to go back to it. So it, <laughs> it, it it harasses the chicken until the chicken says, "Okay, I'm done with this." Like there there's a story. The hide and seek was 
uh, was a cute little thing. You can't fool the puppy's nose. Uh, they <laughs> put it in the Chekhov's crate, and as soon as Chekhov's crate goes off, the movie goes into the uh, downhill, downriver, childhood snuff film territory, and then it becomes incredibly much more disjointed. When I was first watching this movie, there was I started to make a map in my head of where everything was, and I don't know if this is something people naturally do, but in this movie specifically, I was trying to place together where Milo was in comparison to Otis, like just automatically my brain started doing this. They're all over the place, just going like the continuity of where they're located on the map. It just jumps all over the place just to try to shoehorn a narrative in, but it doesn't make sense to me and I can't make it work. And the bear's just everywhere. The bear goes all across the map, starts off way up the way in the forest above the falls then eventually finds itself on the beach, which is where I think where I first got confused by locations because they showed the bear a second time in the forest. I was like, all right, I know where they are. They're back up by the bear. And then it cuts back to uh, whichever one it was because this movie is so unimpactful on making remember things that I think it was Milo is all of a sudden back on the stony beaches where... Uh, Otis first goes to when they split ways at the crate. It's like, man, he that's such a long distance away from the waterfalls, I assume. Can we talk about Otis running through the woods at night following Milo? It is implied, but is never filmed, that Otis was chasing Milo in the crate through the, the dark woods, and how a pug puppy, nonetheless, would not survive a night in the woods. That owl was not a screech owl, so it was not a threat. You gotta be careful of the screech owls, you whatever know, that is. it would is. just be a hunting owl that would be like, hey, cat, no, cool, sleep in my bed. Those screech owls suck, right? Yeah. I mean, don't look at my hooked beak <laughs> at all. Just take a nap. Uh, wise old owl. How many licks does it get to <laughs> the center of a cat? I had to curb that because it was about to turn very inappropriate. I I realized I should have brought this up during the good part. I am highly, highly entertained that Otis found shelter in a tiny cave with green bubbling water in it. Those... Those little puppies are going to become, like, super dogs. I wrote down toxic water. Or or they're going to have terrible respirator problems for the rest of their lives. Oh, wait, they're pugs. They already do. Totally not toxic or anything. Or how about the pug's Luke Skywalker moment as he collapses <laughs> in the snow? And he has to get back up for all dogs. Just as puppies. all dogs, just... Sandra. Sandra and the puppies. Oh no, it's it's said all dogs. For all dogs the everywhere. French pronunciation of Sandra. Sandra. <laughs> yes, that made her a very smart dog. That was a cat. Oh no, that was the dog. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. The cat name was Joyce. Uh, made me want to punch myself in the and face. And she ruins friendships until <laughs> yeah. Otis gets his own Joyce. Why don't they just name her Yoko oh, while they were at oh. it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he had a in-proportionate response to Milo finding a female cat randomly. It was very brief. It, it came up, and Otis just, like, completely lost his shit and ran off into a field. <laughs> that that was weird for me. Best tell is early spring, and they go and travel for at least six months because they Otis finally uh, breaks off during the fall. When the foliage starts uh, creeping. So there is six months they just cut out of there of the kitty canoodling. This is where the time warping just messes with me, I guess. 
it's too much for this kind of movie for me to pay attention. And the lesson I take away from this is if your friend gets into a relationship, <laughs> just just uh, abandon your friend and go find a girl of your own as some sort of make other sure you have sort of double the amount thing. of babies your friend has to to what up them, I guess. Oh, uh, well, no, there was there was apparently eight kittens. I don't know. Eight kittens? Okay, uh, I missed that. And three uh, pugs? Six well, pugs. Well, then they didn't all make it through. Cassandra had one, and there were five more, or six they're, they're, more. They're what, they didn't all make it through spring, because I believe there's only three pugs in the end, and I didn't count the kittens, but I don't think there was actually eight. Uh, Joyce uh, had said there was eight kittens. Oh, no, you jogged my memory. During the birthing scenes. You're eating for eight now, or something along those lines. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Well, they were in the process of crossing the Sierra Nevadas. They got caught in winter. They had to make do. That's exactly what happened. This is the Oregon Trail, Joe. Gotta make do. (laughs) Gotta make do. Have some puppy stew. (laughs) That toxic water gonna make a good base. I mean, it makes you wonder what, what they ate, considering that there was no bones in that cave. They didn't eat. That's why Otis had to go find food, and that's uh, that's where the uh, people eating happened. All right. So since the first or the last time you watched it, or when you watched it as a kid, to now, has your opinion of this film changed? No, I didn't like this film when I was little, and I still don't like it now. I don't like it for other reasons now, but this film bored the ever-living hell out of me when I was little. And honestly, if I were to watch this as a child, this movie would have absolutely bored the hell out of me. Although, I might have pretended to like it just because the animals are kind of cute. Uh, for the most part, this movie, what has actually legitimately changed for me, not just a uh, knowing what this movie actually is... Uh, I was with Andrew. I thought it was going to be Homer Bound, more Homer Bound-esque, where they are walking back and actually talking to each other and, uh, you know, making jokes and having a good time. But turns out that's not at all what we got. And uh, this movie is wild, a little bit scary. Part of me wants to see if I can get my hands on a copy of A Kitten Story and watch it just to see how it compares. But at the same time, I don't know if I want to put myself through that. I don't even know what that is. That's the original film. That's what the film was recut from. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I read like it was a poem or something being recited underneath it. So I was like, that might be a little out there and trippy. I don't know. I may have misread that too. I was in a hurry to like get background details i i'm just thankful i missed out on this movie growing up obviously spent my time doing more enjoyable things or watching more enjoyable things so yeah sure did absolutely definitely definitely not a formative film growing up come on what would you rather see uh actual live puppy births (laughs) or dinosaurs Jurassic Park, really? Is that where you want to put your life? No question about that. Dinosaurs, hands down. (laughs) Yeah. This movie came out in 86, but still. That was the original. The English version came out in 89. Oh, right. 89. For me, as a child, enjoyed it because I loved animals. Now when I watch it, I thought Milo was an idiot. And I didn't care for him at the beginning of the film because they just made him out to be, I'm not paying attention. Oh, is this too far? Is this too far? Oh, God, no. Now I'm in the river. 
I can't care for the village idiot that keeps harming themselves. It's, yes, it sounds cruel, but as a character, Milo does not endear himself to me as an adult at the beginning of the film. Otis is whatever. It's it's just not engaging. As a child, I guess it was engaging because I remembered it enough to be like, hey, let's review it. Is it because you're able to buy into stereotypes as a child? The curious as a cat and the guard dog mentality? This obviously depends on the innocence of children. Because if you don't have that, you see that all this cuteness is like paper thin. And at any moment when they need the story to move in a certain direction, they just chucked an animal in water. Threw the animal off a cliff. It... Fed the animal to seagulls. Yeah, it's just like, come on. (laughs) The story's not worth what you did to the animals. And I don't know if any story is worth tormenting animals over. Because some of this is tormenting animals. Whether or not they died, whether or not they were officially on paper called injured or not. This was not being nice to animals. Absolutely. How does this movie have an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes? Wow, that's way higher than I expected. I was expecting like 60s, maybe? Holy crap. How is it? I was I was just like looking up some of the some of the stats and like it had an 80 million yen or not 80, 800 million yen budget. That's not a lot of money. 800,000? Is that right? Is that how that breaks down? Uh, I usually do 100 yen to a dollar, but it's actually more like 84. But, you know, it's always moving around. Or something like that. Yeah, it's always moving around. 80% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. 70% of Google users like this, or 75% of Google users like this movie. That's I, so much higher than I expected. I just, yeah. I'm <laughs> shocked. It's a lot of people. It's got a very nice 6.9 on out of 10 on IMDb. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be some people watched it as children and they gripped to that. Something. Blinders. I don't know. Because this... And have not watched it again. Flying on nostalgia alone. Or maybe they can sit back and enjoy a movie without thinking about how they actually ended up making this movie. They bought into the movie Magic. I mean, this podcast has ruined movies for me. Not gonna lie. Watching old movies. Be like, oh man, we should do this episode for for Rewinders. Yeah, let's watch Beastmaster again. At least that was a good movie. Wait, was that the one that had the impossible tall buildings on stilts? I would watch that a million times over compared to this. The stilt houses? Yes. That movie was a treasure. It just had its own share of animal abuse. True, true. Documented, at least, so... It can be held accountable. It also had human abuse that, that as well with the, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Listen to that episode. It was a fun time. Here comes the problem of me not having my scripts and not. Oh, and that was us. Not, yeah, they were, and that was us getting pecked at by seabirds. Falling off a waterfall and into the cold depths that is Mylan Otis. Being introduced to a bear multiple times and having it kill us. Antagonizing that bear by reaching arms and legs outside of holes in a dresser. So if you like bear boops or watching <laughs> Lots of bear movies boops. from the 80s and 90s, boops. you know, uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> I don't know if you can like podcasts. Subscribe at least. I think you I think you can like them on 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 iTunes, oh, can't I, you? I don't know. You can yeah, put a little heart a good, next to the you iTunes. Know, 
I don't know. I don't use iTunes. Rate it. I'm an Android People user. People haven't rated this podcast since it began, like, five, six years ago. So, you know, if you if you feel froggy, you want to give it a rate, go ahead. Is it three stars? That's not very helpful. But, eh? Is it four stars? Cool. I understand. Five stars? Are you sucking up? What's going on here? Who are you? What do you want from us? Thank you. So come back in a few weeks. I'm going to give us some flexibility here just in case because we're kickstarting this machine after a few months. It may be two weeks as usual. It may not. Uh, But we'll be back again. We'll be talking about the film Batteries Not Included. So come back in two or another undefined number of weeks where we will rewind again and you started your audio should we all clap oh no let's all clap okay i mean we can try it it always goes over so well getting people's perfectly timed i was gonna say i mean us all making a sound at the same time can only help no i i got it it's fine i heard the oh no 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 no. it's i can i can put in dead air it's fine like me trying to dance with a bear there is no rhythm in this body All right, never mind. I'm not going to be able to use that now. Yeah, you can fit it in. Somewhere. I don't know where it it would go. (laughs) The very end. (laughs) It's too good to leave out.